Welcome to Work Like a Witch. My name is Caitlin Matanley, business coach for the witches. Witches do business differently, and I'm here to help you make money like magic. If you're exhausted and bored by your business, it's just because you've forgotten who you are. After all, you aren't one of the normal people. You are a witch. Hey witches, welcome to Work Like a Witch Season 3. This is Caitlin Matanley, and yes, this is the podcast formerly known as Rebirth of Venus. I want to give a special shout out to anybody who has been listening since the beginning. In fact, I would love for you to send me a message on Instagram, at Caitlin Matanley, and tell me if you're listening to this, and you've been listening since October 2018. It's just so so wild to me that what started out as just me sharing my thoughts with the world before I had even started my business, I started this podcast. And I was really just divinely led by the whole thing. It was really, really a situation where I knew I had to do it. I wasn't exactly sure why. At that point, I'd already started three businesses. I'm a serial entrepreneur. And I knew that it was going to lead to something, but I had no idea what it was. (laughs) So I just really, really, really want to thank anyone who's been listening since the beginning. And of course, everyone who's listening right now. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast as we continue to evolve, as we continue to move forward. Um, If you're curious about the switch to work like a witch, you can check out the last trailer episode where I talk a little bit about that. Going forward this season, you can look forward to weekly episodes airing every Friday. We have lots of great interviews coming up, like really fucking great interviews. So good that even I'm like re-listening to them and learning so much from my guests as I'm editing the interviews, which is really fucking cool. We also have a few um, solo episodes as well for those of you who like to just listen to me like ramble and laugh and tell my weird thoughts on the world, which actually I know a lot of you do, which is really cool. (laughs) And I really appreciate it. My Gemini rising. I love to talk, love to entertain, and I'm really excited to have you here with me. So um, this is going to be a wild month. We have two full moons, the first, which is past already, and the 31st. Um, A lot is going to come to light. There's going to I'm just going to reiterate the message I received at the beginning of the year. I get like a little succinct, temporary, not temporary, a little succinct, tiny little message from Spirit every New Year's Day. This year it was expect the unexpected. And that's really fucking hilarious now that we look back on what's happened. (laughs) But that's coming through to me so strongly for October and honestly for the rest of the year to the point where I'm really limiting what I'm starting for the rest of the year. It doesn't mean I'm not working. I have my mastermind, my Ten of Pentacles mastermind, which is, you know, strongly running. I keep strongly running. I was thinking like running in full force, barreling forward. I, I don't know. I'm really having trouble with my, um, with my like phrasing today. <laughs> Um, anyway, so (laughs) a 
of course, I have my mastermind. I have my one-on-one clients. I am opening up for a few more one-on-one clients in November um, for my business coaching practice. If you are interested in getting on an early wait list for that, just send me a message on Instagram. Um, as always, my, my Instagram handle and everything else is in the show notes. And yeah, I'm realizing that it's just really like going forward, we have so many things that are going to turn out differently than we expect. And I really believe that if we can be flexible and temper our expectations, especially those that involve others, we are going to see a lot of growth from that. And if we can't do those things and we, like my natural state, are controlling as fuck, we're going to be screwed. So for me, part of tempering my own controlling as fuck tendencies is really looking at the rest of the year as a time to really serve my existing clients, really um, help them build strong structures in their businesses where previously they may have been lacking in that, and really prepare for the changes ahead in a way that feels really empowering. So the last chance I have to work with me besides those one-on-one spots opening in November is my digital course, BizCraft. It's a live course. We start Monday. It's a 12-week course. We have group coaching calls. We have live modules. It's really high touch. And my intention for that course is really just to give us all a space to create those structures in our business and really grow our understanding of our own magic through witchcraft, which we apply to business, so that we can make the most of the energy ahead of us and not lose our goddamn minds. So in the course, you're going to learn how to honor your personal energetic blueprint for maximum efficiency and ease as an entrepreneur. This is my secret to being really fucking like Capricorn level effective and productive in a really short amount of time. Um, It's also a gateway to radical self-acceptance, which is really the energy we need to be in as we enter the end of the year. If there are things about you that you still aren't accepting and are thinking are going to magically change, that's really going to hold you back. And the method I teach in the course is going to help you not just accept those parts of you, but use them to your advantage. It's really, really, really transformative. You're going to learn the glamour magic of digital branding. I'm going to be teaching you some secrets that I learned as a professional entertainer that really helps me with branding that I now apply to the digital space. So you're going to learn all that. You're going to learn how shadow work relates to making piles of cash. (laughs) Shadow work and money magic are so connected. And I believe that learning really deep, intentional money magic is sort of a shortcut into shadow work because we're forced to confront our deepest levels of shame and pain. And we get to see the earthly benefit when we work through that stuff. So I'm going to be teaching you that. You're going to be learning magical product suite creation, which I call the spell book of your business. Basically, this is creating a structure of offerings in your business that allow it to kind of run itself, basically, and allows people to know where to enter, when to enter, when an offering is perfect for them, and upgrade to kind of the next level of support with you really easily. It's applicable to both product-based businesses as well as digital service-based businesses like I'm in. It really is for everybody. You're also going to learn psychic attraction marketing that allows you to directly speak to the souls of your dream clients. And you're going to learn 
my favorite, how to collapse timelines using witchcraft and create exponential growth in your business so that you can keep building on the structures you create in this course, leading to endless piles of more because why the fuck not? You fucking deserve it. (laughs) So like I said, BizCraft is 12 weeks. Um, We have six live modules, six group coaching calls. We have a Facebook group where you can network and practice the ideas that we're learning together um, and so much more. So check that out via the link in the show notes. We have payment plans starting $85. We have scholarships. We have a couple scholarships still available. So check all that out. CaitlinMatanley.com slash bizcraft. Link is in the show notes. And I'm just so excited to see you inside for that. So like I said, we start Monday and it's the last chance you're going to have to work with me besides my one-on-one until actually February, 2021. So, and the course is like a fraction of the cost of my one-on-one because it's a group course. So be sure to check it out. Okay, let's hop into the interview for today. I'm interviewing Simran Golay. I'm going to be telling you a bit more about Simran and the incredible work they do in the world. Coming up, I really invite you to listen to this episode with an open mind, as I always ask you to, because you may learn some concepts that are really new to you. Simran actually taught me about the concepts that we're discussing on the episode today. Um, Maybe it was about a year and a half ago, which I talk about in the episode, in the interview. And I remember when I first started learning about these ideas, I was kind of blown away because I couldn't believe that I didn't know about this stuff. (laughs) So... I really am excited to share it with you today. We're going to be talking about intergalactic heritage, how it relates to social justice here on Earth, and so much more with Simran Golay. Let's head into the interview. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you all soon. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to have my guest here today. I'm here with Simran Golay, who is a way shower, a spiritual life coach, and a galactic priestess. I'm so excited to have Simran on the show today because Simran has really been somebody that, for me, really couples this deep spiritual exploration with a real awareness of earthly issues. I personally believe that we are spiritual beings here on Earth to have the experience of Earth, and it's really disheartening to see so many spiritual individuals kind of forget that. So Simran believes that spirituality must have utility behind it in order to make substantial change. Love and light spirituality is not the pathway for substantial change in the world, and spirituality and social justice go hand in hand. Simran's podcast, The Progressive Starseed, is available on iTunes and I imagine everywhere else, and I highly recommend checking it out. Welcome to the show today, Simran. Thanks for having me, Caitlin. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited too. So I would love just to have you quickly introduce yourself to the listeners. You can share your pronouns, any social identifiers you want to share, and just tell us a little bit about the story of how your work came to be. Perfect. So my name is Simran Goulet. As you said, my pronouns are she, her, they, and them. And my work materialize in quite some interesting ways. Um, Definitely over a 10-year span. Um, It started out when I left the church and I was just trying to find my way. I knew that 
I was here for a substantial reason to bring about change and to help people, but I wasn't sure exactly how that was supposed to look. And I was still deprogramming from a lot of the organized religion. I actually joined and defected from three different cults over a five-year span. And I was just finding my way. And it wasn't until I discovered this group in my area that was run by Native Americans and they would bring in guest speakers. They would bring in these guest speakers and... Um, these teachers from indigenous countries like all over the world and I remember I will never forget this man he was a Toltec shaman and his name was Talakia LL may he rest in peace he's since passed on and I remember his translator he looked dead at me and was saying something in it was either Spanish but also in his indigenous language and his translator was telling me what he said and he brought up the Pleiades and it really stuck with me and I just remember this overwhelming sensation of wonderment and of being seen but not really understanding the specifics of how and I just started researching and going into it he went on to say that that's where I was from and that I had wisdom from there to disseminate into the world and a bunch of other things that I can't quite remember off the top of my head but I have an old journal where I have it all written down and it just led me to learning about the Akashic Records specifically a modality by the by a woman named Andrea Hess called Soul Realignment and through that training and through that process that's when I learned about the different starseed types and galactic heritages and that's when my work as a galactic priestess really started taking off and I started giving readings and sessions to others and helping them to discover their galactic heritage and who they are at soul level. Oh, uh, this is so cool to hear about because for everyone listening, and actually I don't know if even you know this, Simran, but you were actually the first person to ever, actually you were the first person from whom I ever even heard of Starseeds. <laughs> and I know I'm so lucky <laughs> that it was you who introduced me to it and not someone else because now, you know, since I've like kind of gone down the rabbit hole, I, I see there's a lot of really divergent information out there. We're going to get to that yeah. in a second. So if you're listening and you have no idea what we're talking about when we say Starseed, don't worry. We're going to work. We're going to come up with some working definitions in a moment. But I remember so clearly and I wish I could remember whose podcast it was on. It was, you were a guest on a podcast and you were talking about this and I was struck. It was this moment of holy shit. What else don't I know? Because I'm someone who's like really, I consider myself very deep into the whole spiritual world. I've been studying the occult since I was seven years old. I really feel like I'm deep in it. And the fact that I had never heard of this entire area of knowledge kind of blew my mind. And so before we get into that any further, I would love to hear what your working definitions are of these terms, both starseed and another term you use that I hear you use a lot, which is galactic heritage. What do those words mean to you? Yeah, so my definition of a starseed is someone who at soul level originated from a star system within our solar system 
or within a planet within our solar system or a galaxy somewhere else or a star system within our galaxy. So you, it's about being, I like to say, and this is kind of a holdover from my Christian days, but where there was a phrase called not of this world, like you can be in, in the world, but not of the world. So star seeds are very much like they walk the earth, they're in the world, but they're not of this world. They come from somewhere else. They bring wisdom, wisdom and history and a lineage that is very much from another place and another plane and even sometimes from a whole nother dimension. And galactic heritage is a similar definition to that, but when I talk about galactic heritage, it's about really taking that starseed nature that you have, that wisdom and that history and that lineage that is from thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years old and from lifetimes upon lifetimes and upon lifetimes ago from other places and really living in that and using that and accessing that to identify what your gifts are and to really live into that to fully be expressed um, at soul level into your purpose and into your current reality. Oh, I love those definitions. I mean, I really feel like I'm a practicing witch and I often encourage people or always encourage people <laughs> to look to their, you know, earthly heritage to identify where their most powerful magic lies. Because I believe that, you know, I believe that we carry these memories from our ancestors and that certain types of magic may be intuitive. They may be something that's been actively passed down, but when we look to where we've come from on earth, it can really help us understand this bigger picture that we're part of spiritually and that there's not really a necessity to, you know, appropriate from other cultures and things like that, because we have this wealth of knowledge from our own. So I'm really curious as to what connections you see between looking at our galactic heritage and our earthly heritage and how that those different heritages, <laughs> how they really feed into the ways that we're here to bring our magic, our power, our gifts into the world. Yeah, to me, they are related. I mean, I very much identify with a lot of galactic energies. Like I, I title myself, I'm using air quotes, like as a galactic priestess, but um, I also am very fortunate to have um, indigenous um, Central West African roots. Um, I have a father that is from a small country in Central West Africa called Gabon, which is where my Ngole um, last name comes from. And he and his side of the family are of the Akele tribe. So I very much use a lot of the Akele tribal um customs and traditions in my work and connecting to galactic beings like the Pleiadians and the Syrians and the other star races that I work with. And that's something that's very much um, any person who identifies as a star seed can do because you have your galactic ancestry, which is what I call your galactic ancestry, ancestral DNA. And then you have your, um, your actual, your physical ancestral DNA and those working together, those that work together when combined are very powerful because we choose to incarnate into a body to have a human experience. And depending on where your 
depending on what your star seed type is, because there are some star seed types that actually came together to engineer the human experience and engineer Earth as a place for uh, physical understanding. And so depending on those lineages and those histories working together, the two combined can be a very powerful um resource into understanding your purpose and understanding why you're here and kind of reverse engineering the human experience as well. It's not to say that when we when a lot of people talk about manifesting their abuse, which I find very problematic, um it's not to say that people with problematic um lineages um are inherently bad people or but it's knowing that there's issues and things that you I hope I'm making sense. This makes total sense. It's just so interesting to me how you're able to bridge the, you know, interstellar worlds with this world. And that's something I'm not seeing happen a lot. Definitely in my my own research on star seeds, but also just in a lot of, you know, put in air quotes, new age spiritual thought in general. So, you know, it's funny because when I, so I remember back when I first listened to this mysterious podcast where I was introduced to you and introduced to the idea And, you know, I had, I thought it was really fascinating, but I didn't really think about it much more. And it wasn't until the past maybe year or so, two years maybe, where suddenly this idea kind of, it kept popping into my world. I've definitely always kind of been interested in like intergalactic life, you know, (laughs) things like that. But it it started popping in and I had a yoga teacher actually, who we were just talking after class in a group and, and she turned to me and she's like, you're just like so extraterrestrial. You're like, you got this like Pleiadian energy and I had no idea what that meant. No idea what that meant. And I was like, okay, is that a good thing? (laughs) But it was later when I actually, I I was led to your like mini training program to decide or to figure out, not decide, to figure out what your starseed type is, if any. And I found out I was a Pleiadian. Nice. And I still don't fully know what that means. But it's interesting to me because I know you say you're a blueprint technician and a Pleiadian as well. So I'm really curious how you see the qualities of those two types showing up in your life and mission on Earth. Very good question. And so that's so cool that you're Pleiadian. Hey, hey, fam. So Hey, fam. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So... We as Pleiadians, first and foremost, like Pleiadian, the Pleiadian type for me is more of a somewhat of a secondary type for me more so. I identify a little more with the blueprint technician aspect, but as Pleiadians, we are very visionary. Um, We are very good at having the big picture figured out, but then it's the application portion of it where we get tripped up. Yeah, that's accurate. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and that's totally how I am. Like, I will have, like, a course completely figured out how I want it to look. But then when it comes time to do the launching and all the other things, I'm I'm like, huh? What is Earth? What? (laughs) And and yeah, and and I'll have, yeah, it's, it's, it's messy. But it's like a messy creative type but Pleiadians we're we're so awesome at that and it's just about holding the vision like we as Pleiadians we're very good at holding the vision of what earth should be like 
And when I say should, I'm talking about the original blueprint of humanity as far as being a place where we are truly all one, not in the sense of where we just say that and it's just like cute little new age buzzword, but it holds very little to no value because right now we really aren't um, with all these systems of oppression that exist and are still very much um, reigning true and in power but as a blueprint technician that's where i really connect with that because blueprint technicians created the auric field they created the human experience and there's actually quite a few different types of blueprinters it's a subcategory but um they're very much they very much understand the mechanics of the human experience and so they understand how things run they make excellent life coaches and spiritual mentors, um, someone who is out there applying their skills, applying their innate understanding of how the human experience works and working to restore that. Because um, in that training, which unfortunately is no longer available, the training that you took for numerous amounts of reasons, but I'm unable to offer it. It doesn't go into another aspect called the soul specializations, which I go into in my soul blueprint activation program, which I do once a month for um, a limited group of people. And there's um, several different soul specializations. And one of mine is actually called um, Restoration Master. And that actually rounds out um, kind of your gifts and your starseed types. And that in and of itself is all about wanting to restore humanity to the divine soul blueprint. A lot of this can actually be learned in the soul realignment um, Akashic Records modality by a woman named Andrea Hess. Um, if that's something you want to learn more about, there's a whole modality that teaches this that you can go out and get trained in. I mean, I just think it's interesting to hear like how this information can be used in a practical way. Um, I'm actually curious, Do how many Starsea types are there? Are there, is there like a set number? <laughs> um, There are new ones being popped up every day. Like it Got really it. depends on the channeler. And that's where, like you mentioned, there's a lot of aloof information out there that can make the topic very, very confusing. And that's where my, my mission is to help make this information as grounded as possible and as easy to apply as possible. And so I can't speak for the types that, because I've had people who have done my training when it did exist and say that they showed up as not being any of the types, but the types that I work with are about 25 different types. So that's about how many that I work with personally. Um, I haven't had anyone that I've personally read for come up and say that they weren't any. Um, I think it just depends on the frame of reference that you use and the training that I mentioned where you can learn about all that. Um, it um, goes into that and how important that is when you're disseminating that information and reading for yourself or reading for other people. And so it's about 25 different types that I work with. Um Lots of different subcategories that you can have, secondary types that you can have out of the 25. So it's a lot of mix and match and a lot of different combinations that you can discover and understand. Cool. So I'm curious, Do you? would you say that the reason that most people who come to you are at least one of the types 
Is that because most people are star seeds or is it because only star seeds are attracted to your work? I think it's a mixture of both. I've had a few earth seeds come up. Um, that's a term that I use. Um, some people call refer to them as earther souls. And those are basically people who at, who at soul level originated from earth. And that was the first place that they incarnated when they individuated from the universe and from source. And so occasionally I do get a few earthers, but honestly in the five years that I've been doing this work, uh, I probably only come across maybe three or four. So not that many. So a majority are star seeds and identify with that um, for sure. So yeah, I'd say about, like 98% of the clients that I have and the people that come my way do identify as a star seed and really resonate with that. Like that's, there's usually like a visceral reaction. People come to me and they say, oh my gosh, Simran, like I really resonate with this. Like I really feel like I am a star seed and I want to know more about my galactic heritage. I want to know um, and figure out what my calling is, what my purpose is, what I'm here to do. And basically, like, ho- can you help me find that out? And that's where I'm like, sure, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, that's really, in- I mean, I definitely had that reaction, like that visceral reaction. And this is actually something that was wild. Around that time, I was feeling really, really drawn just to learn more about like some particular practices, both historical, you know, cultural. And, um, you know, what that came out of my outside of my own culture. And I it was interesting because I was like, wow, I really feel this like strong soul urge to learn about these things. And don't worry, I'm not gonna say the white girl thing where it's like, oh, I feel like I was an Aztec priestess in a past life. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, don't worry, we're not going there. But it was interesting because later I found out that like some of the um some of the physical places I was drawn to, like I live in Mexico. So there were like certain um, sites of ruins that I was drawn to learning more about the history and things like that. And then I found out that they'd actually, um, and I don't remember the details, sorry, but <laughs> they, I found out that I guess they had been laid out. These sites have been laid out with the Pleiades in, that's what they're called, right? The Pleiades, the star system. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> with the Pleiades, like in mind, they had been laid out, I guess, in alignment with the Pleiades. And I was like, wow. I mean, obviously I'll never know, but it's interesting to imagine like if we are also part of this galactic heritage, it's interesting that, you know, we may be connected to certain sites on earth or certain people on earth that we may not actually share you know, earthly biological heritage with, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was really interesting. So yeah, I'm curious, like, so so we know we find out that we're starseeds or we suspect that we're starseeds. Why does this matter? You know, because I, I, I'm afraid that it can sound to some people like kind of hypothetical, the way that sometimes past lives sound, you know, when we're talking. I yeah. very much believe in past lives, but I also see a lot of examples, like the one I joked about, of people, you know, using this information to make themselves like special or feel like positively othered or, you know, even worst case scenario to further white supremacy in the example I used. So I'm curious, you know, why this matters? Why, what, what, how this impacts our mission on earth when we know this information about ourselves? 
Yeah. So one of the interesting things is that it matters, but it doesn't matter at the same time. And so the reason why it does matter, because there are a lot of people in the Starseed community, and I've been in a lot of Starseed groups, which I've since left them because honestly, they, they get a little heady and they get a little weird and ungrounded and it's just not the best use of my energy to be in. But uh, there were there was this discussion in one of these groups um, on Facebook before I had left the platform where they were talking about this. And this one guy was saying how it doesn't really matter to know like what type of star seeds you are. Like we're all star seeds. And I remember I interjected and I said, yes, and like, Yes, that is true, but, and knowing your type, knowing where you came from can be incredibly affirming because there are a lot of people who are living their lives feeling like who they are is inherently wrong Mm. and broken and somewhat, um, misplaced and not just misplaced, but also displaced because there are starseed types who their homeworld was destroyed and they came to Earth as refugees in a way. And so knowing histories like that and the little small intricate um, details that come with galactic heritage and with kind of the galactic history can be very affirming and helping people understand why those feelings are there in the first place, why they feel the way that they feel about their human experience and their life, and also to give them that permission slip that they've been, that they did may not have even known that they needed, where who they are is okay. And I feel like a lot of people really do take that for granted of really understanding that you know, sure, yeah, like, people, you can just tell someone, yeah, be who you are, don't care what people think, but when you understand that from an inherent spiritual level, that can be very profound for somebody, and I know that it was for me, and, but the important thing is to understand that information, learn about that information, apply that information, but then make it not matter, and that's the really important thing is, and that's where I'm at right now, where it's like, yeah, I'm a blueprinter and yeah, I'm Pleiadian, but at the same time, I'm applying those, those aspects to my life, but it doesn't matter in the bigger picture. So yeah. I appreciate that perspective so much. And I think it's, you know, how we can use any of these frameworks for understanding our experience, you know, whether it's astrology or human design or the Enneagram or like personality types or starseed types. It's 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 a way of understanding ourselves better so that we can potentially ideally become more accepting of ourselves. Because I mean, I I believe and I talk about this with my coaching clients, especially in business, you know, the more we can accept our natural tendencies and understand that the way we naturally are is a gift, then we can actually create something that reflects that rather than constantly trying to fit ourselves into a box that somebody else created. Exactly. So speaking of business, how how do you see different star seed types? And you obviously don't have to go through all 25, <laughs> but maybe just a couple of examples of how you see star seed types, maybe just your own even, how you see them showing up in business. Are there certain types that are more 
interested in entrepreneurship or are there some types, I know you mentioned the Pleiadians like you and I, you know, we're like those big picture visionaries, but may have some difficulties and need more support with the smaller details. What are some examples you see about how different star seeds show up as they further their mission through business or entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's a really great question. And that's actually something that I go into. I go into this more in my Ascension support um, coaching program um, because I just, it takes a lot of time to really not only go through that information, but then to also um, apply it. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I definitely couldn't go through all 25, but um, one of the, yeah, but one of the, one interesting thing is Okay, so we talked a little bit about Pleiadians and the Blueprinters and how I mentioned earlier about how they actually do make really good life coaches and consultants and therapists and basically working in the helps um, fields. Um, Arcturians, for example, they're very good about being behind the scenes. Um, They need to be behind the scenes. They're the ones that support the people who are front and center. So someone, the Arcturians would be someone like the, a coach for motivational speakers or for actors or for, um, or the directors or the writers behind the desk for TV shows. They really work behind the scenes and they're the support. So they, you think of the Broadway actors that are on stage performing and they're out there and they're seen and they get the accolades in the spotlight and Arcturians are the ones in backstage who are the production, the cast director, the ones that you don't see. Earth souls, yeah. Earther souls? Not just even as entrepreneurs, but just career-wise in general. Those are definitely going to be your farmers, Those are definitely going to be, and it's not to say that these examples I'm giving like automatically mean that if you are the starseed type, you have to do this job because I, I do know, cause there's actually, um, a woman who, whose podcast I was a guest on, um, Julie Parker, her priestess podcast, and she resonated heavily with being an earth soul and she trains life coaches and, like is in the forefront and does speaking and does these things. So this is, it's basically you take these with a grain of salt, but there is something to be taken from with a lot of these. Um, And then you have um, blueprint originators, which never show up in readings because they pretty much get wealthy by the time they're like 40 and 50 and live on an island somewhere and they master the human experience so um (laughs) i truly believe like people like steve jobs and like elon musk most likely i mean i can't read their charts because i don't have permission to and i need like their information and there's a whole process to it but those are my guesses as to who (laughs) like they would be and um yeah and i mean there's a lot it's a lot of different variables to it because it's not really determined by the type as much as it as much as you have to take in consideration their um primary um core gifts and then the soul specializations as well and that interwoven together kind of goes into like where they would be entrepreneurially but that's kind of a good 
um, contrast, especially between like Pleiadians, Blueprinters, and then you look at a type like the Arcturians, where they very much are behind the scenes, or even Syrians who are very calculated and very, very organized and make really good um, project managers and um, like good um, career roles like that. So just very calculated, organized, mathematical, structural, like very sciencey things like that. That's interesting. You know, something you said about how it, you know, it it's not just about the starseed type, it's about taking into account the, you know, individual's gifts. I think of like with astrology, you know, you could look at your sun sign and do a generalization, but ultimately in my, I mean, and I'm not a professional astrologer by any means, but you know, looking at some other factors like the north node and like the more karmic points of the chart can be give us a little more information as to where the natural gifts lie and where we're kind of meant to go mm-hmm. more than possibly our sun sign that relates to that. And I'm actually, I'm curious, I don't know if, if you have like studied astrology at all, but I'm thinking, okay, star seeds, space, right? <laughs> I'm thinking astrology, cosmos, got it. <laughs> yeah. Are there any connections or are these just two different schools of thought that kind of seek to explain similar concepts? I would say two schools of thought that seek to explain similar concepts, but do have some overlap as well. Um, I actually, and people look at me like I'm nuts when I tell them this, um, but I actually purposely don't study astrology because of this work. Um, I purposely stay somewhat oblivious to it because because of the fact that I don't want to rely too much on astrological influences or purposely conflate them together. So, um, and also, it also helps me to rely more on my intuition because some, I have a, um, one of my other soul specializations is um, Master of Design Structural Specialist. So I do very well uh, understanding how things structure, how things work in relation to how they they are in a um, system. And so it's important for me not to get too stuck on systems. Totally. So <laughs> I have chosen to just devote my work with applying the um, soul realignment system to my work. And astrology, I kind of just mind my business and I let my astrologer friends tell me and they're like, oh, well, your Saturn is conjunct venus and this is why you are do this and and probably think the way that you think and i'm just like okay great i don't understand what any of that terminology meant but that makes perfect sense and i'm like yeah and i I can see the correlation with the things that are in my soul blueprint so i i do see a lot of correlation and a lot of my clients make the correlation where um like for example i had an aries client and one of their secondary types was um from mars they made that um because i I am aware that aries is ruled by mars at least and so um, they were able to make some connections with that too or um some even other um sun signs they were able to make connections to with their actual starseed type which i thought was really cool and I, i like not knowing that about astrology because it makes it all the more exciting when people give me that feedback versus just already knowing it off the bat. So it keeps it fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know what you mean about there's all these different systems and I do agree with you. Do you have to kind of just pick which one you're going to focus on? Because while they definitely complement each other, it's, I agree that ultimately our intuition leads. And if we get to focused on what these systems say about us, especially if, you know, supposedly 
they appear to say different things about us, then sometimes we can forget the most important thing, which is just to listen to our own voice and our own intuition about what our next steps are rather than looking at something outside of us. Exactly. So you talk a lot about social justice on your podcast, The Progressive Starseed, just in general, and that's something I really appreciate about you. And I'm I would love to hear your perspective on why social justice matters to starseeds in particular as souls that have originated outside of Earth. Yeah. So I would just say that, it, I mean, it really matters across the board, not Certainly. just as starseeds, but I would say as people, as people who are light workers and starseeds in general, many of us have a very karmic relationship with Earth. And a lot of talk um, in starseed communities that's often interwoven with the starseed topic is is raising the consciousness of humanity. And we talk about raising the consciousness of humanity, but then when it comes time to have the conversations that would raise the consciousness of humanity, like about misogyny, sexism, racism, um, homophobia, transphobia, all the obias and isms um, in the world, then there's that, oh, no, that's that's 3D. That's 3D. We oh can't my deal with that. Oh, my God, that's 3D. <laughs> and it's like, well, hello, like, we live in the 3D. Like, yes. we, we chose to come yes. into the 3D. So we, we 3D existence causes for 3D problems and we got to solve the 3D problems before we can get to the 5D living. Can you put so, that on a t-shirt? Oh my god, <laughs> that would be great. Yes. Be like a super niche market. 3D existence leads to 3D problems. Yes. Oh my god. Or like hashtag 3D problems. Oh my god. You just gave me an idea for my Shopify store. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> It's you know you're that's such a that's such an important distinction because you're right there's all this talk about raising consciousness and that's why I say star seeds in particular because it is all of our problem of course and I see a lot of people who identify as the term light worker which I don't personally resonate with but yeah me neither it's a widely used term yeah it's a widely used term or you know people who you talk about raising the consciousness of humanity yes I see this when it comes down to the wire and the moment comes to actually, like you said, have those conversations or do the work or, you know, take a stand. There's a lot of, Oh, we just need to like, you know, manifest it away or whatever. <laughs> so I, yeah, I really appreciate that. Remember that, that reminder to all of us that if anything, if this is something we all have to face. And if anything, those of us who are living out our spiritual evolution on earth we need to do this even more definitely not less and that's really really important to remember something you said that really i, I found really interesting and fascinating and that i agreed with but i want to hear you speak more on you've said that you believe the age of celebrity consciousness and spirituality is dying i would love to hear about what you mean by that how you see that happening and what you think is coming to take the place of this celebrity consciousness that is being left. Yeah. So for the longest time, I would say up until like the last couple of years, and I mean, it's still here, but you really would find people looked at when it came to spirituality, especially in the online space, it's all about, it was all about the really big famous people 
that did the really big famous people things and had the cool oracle cards and don't get me wrong i love oracle cards and things and things like that and there's definitely a a use for those things but it it became somewhat of an abdication of sovereignty to really famous spiritual people and what they had to say and what they had to say was it and was the unsaid truth and i think where we're headed now i feel where we're headed now and what's been shown to me for the longest time, especially during, I can't remember the year I'm drawing a blank, but it was when the, um, in Charlottesville, a lot of the stuff in Charlottesville was happening. Um, I think 27, was it 2017? Yeah. 2016, 2017. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a minute, but that's really when it started to happen. And, and, a lot of people really started to bring light to how injustices were being ignored by the spiritual community. And a lot of these spiritual celebrities really fell short in their response to it. And a lot of people started to wake up because, and it became very evident how things needed to change and it was a lot of things happening a lot at the same time and just a just a crumbling where you know you had some people becoming becoming frustrated and disillusioned some people who were okay with the status quo and wanted it to remain and who were being very resistant and very much showing their resistance to it and mostly mostly being spiritual white women but a lot of people of color and people of marginalized identities really started to find their voice and really started to speak up about how they do not feel included and do not feel seen and do not feel heard in mainstream spirituality, mainstream spiritual places, spiritual circles, spiritual communities um, across the world. Um, like um, I've heard stories, you know, from people like in the UK and in Australia, New Zealand, United States, Canada, and so on and so forth. And just how people aren't being seen represented. And that was actually when I wrote an article <laughs> that kind of caused a huge shitstorm. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Oh, you are. <laughs> it was fun. Okay. All right, cool. Like it started a major shitstorm um where I basically called out Hay House for their lack of representation and it really was kind of how I I guess how people began to really find my work was through that al- that article um when I started to really begin to speak out about social justice issues because there was a situation well, actually several encounters that I had had with many of their um, shining stars and with many of their um, best known authors where I hate to say it and I'm not going to name names, but they're not the nicest people in the world. They're they're uh, Many of them are the most unhumble um, people. And I say this from personal experience um, through just um i can't really say how um just for protecting protecting the entity and how i know but um i just know that i know and i've met i've met many of the big names just in um another career that i have that i will keep um i'll keep secret just to protect that but um and i just felt i felt compelled to really talk about that and because i had that unique perspective and 
it really opened my eyes that year um, about the celebrity consciousness and how we really do give up so much of our our free thought and free thinking to people and organizations and entities and global corporate machines that are out um that are out there and i will say like big ups to hay house since then because they have since me publishing that article they've made initiatives um and have heard um have heard the feedback from people including myself and even some of their own authors who I actually know and have become really good um, friends with and have made initiatives to bring more diversity and to address those issues so for that I big ups to them on that but that situation and releasing that article and the personal um, accounts that I've had really have um open my eyes to celebrity consciousness and how it is starting to crumble and people are beginning to to think for themselves and speak for themselves and really be, become the the CEOs of their own spiritual practices and their own spirituality and their own knowing and intuition and becoming to be the gatekeepers of their own wisdom in a way. I don't know if gatekeeper is the right word, but I feel like if those of you who are listening, you, you, if you know, you know, you get what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what's powerful about that is just, you know, anytime when we give, like you said, when we give up our own knowledge and understanding of ourselves and our own intuition, and even, you know, what I mentioned earlier about like our own connection to our ancestral lineage and all of these things, whenever we give that up to like a spiritual fad, which often comes in the form of a lot of these popular books or a popular, you know, thought leaders, putting that in air quotes, whatever, whatever that even means anymore. <laughs> but a lot of times what happens, we've definitely seen that this year, you know, again, more and more than ever, we see the reality. We see what actually happens behind the scenes. We see what's happening in the bigger picture. And it's so important that we don't put somebody else's interpretation of ideas before our own, I believe. Yeah. So I just have one more question. And then I'd love to hear about how we can reach out to you, how our listeners can learn about your work, can learn about their star C types and all that good stuff. But Last question. This is a question I like to ask at the beginning, but we dove in, we got deep early, but I wanted to ask it now. And in general, on the show, in my work, I really, really, really believe in and want to give space for the multifaceted human experience. Because I think a lot of times, especially those of us who are, you know, in the public eye in some way, or you know, especially in the in the spiritual world, again, a vague term that doesn't really have a definition, but there's this pressure to sometimes look a certain way that we can only be the good spiritual person or the good, you know, entrepreneur or whatever it is. I would love to hear something about you that people would be surprised to learn about you. Oh my god, there's so many. Um I mentioned the three cults, so I was in three cults. Um I will say w- one of the cults is a very heavily awarded award-winning A&E documentary um, hosted by Leah Remini. I won't say the actual name because of 
reasons where if you've heard of that cult and have watched the show, you will understand why. But um, I was actually um, excommunicated from that cult. Um, It was one of the last ones that I was involved in. And that's definitely something that um, definitely shocks people when they find out about that. Um, I'm also genetically my own twin. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, I'm very much the a Gemini in the literal sense. <laughs> Are you a Gemini sun? Yeah. Oh, I'm a Gemini rising. <laughs> yeah, I'm Leo rising. But yeah, I'm Gemini, but I'm, I'm medically my own twin. Yeah, I, I, I ate my twin in utero. And so I actually have a um, bone fragment in my um, subscapular muscle that was found when I dislocated my shoulder a long time ago and they had to do an x-ray and they found it like in the muscle. And so, yeah. That is fascinating. Yes. So tell us all how we can learn more about you, how we can work with you to discover our star seed types and anything else you have coming on the horizon that you would like to let us know about. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about your star seed types, um, you can sign up for a soul blueprint activation. I offer those at, at the time of us having this conversation, I'm offering them once a month, but I might move them to twice a month. You can find out about that on my website at simrongole.me. Um, I also offer sound healing. That's kind of a big modality that I've been becoming sharing more with the world. So um, I actually created my own sound healing modality called Galactic Sound Journeys. And so those happen every full moon and new moon. And those you can find at um, galacticsoundjourneys.com. And... That's pretty much it. And I did mention my Shopify store where I have sound essences, um, where they are aromatic sprays that are infused with um, 432 um, hertz frequencies, as well as syphagia frequencies with different um, healing intentions. So those are the three main ways you can work with me and get in on the goodness that I have to offer <laughs> just like rubbing my hands together and <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's pretty much it I mean you can find me on Instagram at um, Simran underscore Gole as well I'm sure you'll have show notes so I can give you that information and put those in the show notes yes I was about to assure everyone listening that the links to everything that Simran just mentioned are in the show notes so be sure to click on those and find out more and thank you so much, Simran, for this conversation today. I really appreciate you bringing your grounded and galactic energy to this conversation, to this platform. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks, Caitlin, for having me. This was fun. This was definitely one of the mo- one of the more lively podcasts that I've been on. So, Ooh. <laughs> so thank you. This was fun. My pleasure. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Work Like a Witch. If you loved the show, be sure to leave me a review on iTunes to spread the word. Talk to you next Friday.